This show brought to you by Circle of Seven Productions, www.cosproductions.com. Please be sure to subscribe and welcome to our circle. Hello, everybody. This is Patricia W. Fisher with Readers Entertainment Radio, and it is December 17th. And yesterday was one of my favorite authors' birthdays, Jane Austen. She was born December 16th, 1775. And if you don't think words are powerful, um, well, they are, because people who are really, really good at telling stories, we're still telling theirs years and years later. So um, happy, very uh, a day late birthday, Miss Jane Austen. And then also today is Baked Cookies Day, which, oh, no, I'm sorry, that's tomorrow, December 17th, the Wright Brothers' first flight anniversary, meaning they first flew today um, back in the early 1900s. My apologies, I don't have that exact um, year, but we are all so much, uh, we are all grateful for that. And then it's also National Maple Syrup Day, so you can use maple syrup when you do Bake Cookies Day tomorrow and wear your ugly Christmas sweaters because it is ugly Christmas sweater day tomorrow. So when you have your cookies ready and you have your warm sweater, you can snuggle down with a really, really good book. And I have an author that you should read. So here you are. You've got it all worked out. So Winter Kruger is our guest today, and she sought refuge between the pages of a book of a book as a child. Now she is in a healthy, loving household, and she still suffers from PTSD, but finds time for writing as it is therapeutic. She's an advocate for mental health, especially for children. She went to Grand Canyon University for psychology, but that career path just didn't seem right for her. It wasn't until she buckled down and dedicated herself to her novel, The Cursed Rose, that things really started to fall in place, and she found the path was she found her path that she was meant to walk. She has, she has a bubbly and friendly personality, but don't let that fool you. Halloween is her favorite holiday, and thrillers, horror, and anything with surprising dark twists really piques her interest. Two of her favorite authors are Stephen King and Anne Rice, and she has an obsession with anything vampires. She was part of the San Antonio Romance Authors Association, where she had an amazing mentor that helped her shape her into the author she is today. And now she lives in Honolulu, Hawaii, where she dedicates her time between her family, her writing, and helping other authors pursue their dreams. If you want to connect with Winter, you can find her at Twitter and Instagram. Welcome to the show, Winter. How are you today? Hi, thank you for having me. I'm doing really good. So you moved not too long ago. I mean, this was during all this uh, this summer, right? Yeah, during the COVID. <laughs> and wow. Yeah, it's all traveling restrictions. And I have three small children, so that was... Um, a test of my patience, let's say. I bet. Um, well, moving not, in general is just a test of yeah. everything. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's true. Yeah, it was definitely hectic because we had to move kind of last minute because everything kept getting kept getting put back. Um, just the military was just super behind just because of COVID and everything shutting sure. down for like a month. And then it was like, all right, you guys are leaving. We don't know when and now. And so it was just like. Yeah. We had two weeks to go and get ready and get our movers, and it was very hectic. And then the flying, Hawaii is actually very strict with, like, incoming people. And so traveling um, to Hawaii was, it took us, I think, like, almost 12 to, like, 18 hours just to fly from Texas to Hawaii because we had to get two flights, and it was insane. And then when we land, there's, like, a, you know, check out long hour line, you have to check in. So yes, it was very stressful, but I'm glad it's over with. (laughs) 
Right. You guys are settled in. Are you on Oahu? Are you on the, uh, there? Yeah, I'm on Oahu. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And so you guys are there and you're settled. Um, when did your book play into all this? Because I know that came this year. Yeah. Um, so I've been writing my book for about almost three years now. And yeah. I, I, it was a year that I started um, querying um and it wasn't until I actually had Entangled Publishing who was interested in my book. Okay. But they wanted me to revise it and, like, send it back. But I had to wait, like, a six-month grace period to do that. And sure. within that six months, there was a the Twitter, the Pit Mad Twitter. And okay, I was like, yeah. why, why the heck not? You know, it's not like I, it's a for sure thing with Entangled Publishing, you know. So I didn't want to put all my eggs in one basket. Right. <laughs> And so right. I um, did the Twitter pit mad, and that's when my publisher, Dark Strokes, uh, reached out to me with my pitch. And uh, from there, it kind of just, like, I felt like it was the right place for my book just because that's kind of, like, the genre they focus on is, like, anything like dark thrillers, mysteries, and um, mine was, like, a dark romance. So it kind of, like, was a perfect home for it. So yeah. I was really happy. <laughs> So when you got your revisions back, I mean, everybody goes through this process. And, I mean, I think any author that's really, truly willing to do a lot of work to make the best possible version of your story to put out there, um, did it seem really overwhelming for all those revisions? Or um, were you like, okay, yeah, this does make it better? Or was it kind of a mix of both? Uh, well, before I started submitting, I actually had an editor um, that my husband knew from work go over my paper. So I was kind of used to it by the time that okay. I sent it to my publisher. But at the same time, it's like my book was my baby. So like when they wanted sure. me to take out certain things or change certain things, it was just like it kind of like I felt like I fought them a little bit on certain things. But I eventually... <laughs> Um, I don't like I was like I'm sorry I'm being stubborn <laughs> you know like I felt yeah. bad almost you know so they're just like I know they're giving me a chance and I should be grateful but at the same time you're like you want to protect your story so I think it's kind of yeah. like finding that balance of like listening to what they have to say and why they're saying it and oh for doing sure. what's best for you yeah for sure yeah I, and that's the pro that's that's hard because I think a lot of times especially newer authors um and this is your debut book correct yes yes that's correct yeah it's it's i think sometimes people will also and and i i was guilty of this when i first started pitching and and was so grateful for the people in my writers group to kind of get me through because um you know i sold or i got a contract for that first book and then it, I, it became very clear very quickly that this was not the right publisher for me. And thankfully we weren't really that far into it and there was no advance. So um, it was easy to pull, but you do have that feeling of, well, am I ever, is anyone ever going to look at my stuff again? Um, if I walk away. And so f for you to take that jump and say, you know what, I, I could pitch in the meantime while I'm fixing this and maybe come back in six months. I think that's a, a wonderful jump to take. So good for you. That's a big deal. Thank you. I think it's, <laughs> you know, I think every author starting out, they get really scared that first they're not going to find their home for their book, and then mm -hmm. they kind of just take what they get. And I think it's really important to really evaluate, is this going to be where you want to go? 
um, right goal wise right. for your book and really do some research into the company. Is it a right fit for you? Get to know the community. Like really don't just take it because it's the first one that um, grabbed your attention. <laughs> I guess. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and listen, because a lot of times, and, you know, sure we, we've all talked about this before, but it, there's that feeling too of um, if people keep telling you the same thing to fix, maybe you should listen. Because there are yeah. some people that are like, no, I have to have that in there. It's like, yeah, but that's not working. So, um, you know, you can't put a, a giant giraffe in the middle of winter. There's no explanation why it's there. Um, so, that's yeah. very true. Uh, yeah, that was one of my things was I was being too descriptive, I think, because I'm still, like, in school they teach you show versus tell. And now I've learned show versus tell versus imagination, you know. So now I've right. learned. Right help set up that foundation and help the readers fill in the blanks. And I think that's really great with editing because that really helps you become a better writer for your next yes. books. Right. So you were starting on these different paths because we, we all do this. It's like, I'm going to do this with my <laughs> life. And then it's like, Oh wait, maybe I'm going to do some of this too. Or, Oh, I don't want to do that at all. And now I want to just do this. And there's these twists and turns that we take. Um, rarely do I ever meet someone that's just like right on that path and, and is able to walk it all the way through. Um, but how did you get to writing? I mean, where, what, where did that fall in your path to get to your book, book being published? Um, so for me, I've actually always loved writing and, um, reading. Um, but I never took it. I never saw it as a career. It was just something very personal to me. So it was just something that was like my own thing. Um, and I went to school because I wanted to be a psychologist. And then I realized I didn't really want to do that. Um, it just didn't feel right. <laughs> I wasn't, like, happy with, like, my decision. Sure. Um, and um, ended up switching to pre-med for a year. And then um, I ended up getting married, having the kids. And it kind of, like, life kind of just got busy. And then my husband, you know, I'm thinking about maybe going back to school because my kids are almost all in school ages and stuff. And he said, why don't you try writing a book? And I was just like, mm. <laughs> I was actually hesitant at first because I was just like, um, I don't know if I can write a book. <laughs> like I have, sure. I have book ideas. I like writing book ideas down. And I like had a dream about this book in particular, or this book series in particular. And I was just like, and that kind of just stuck with me for like a whole year. And then like a year later, that's when my husband mentioned to me, why don't you write a book? So it's almost like the universe was like, hey, like, go this way, you know. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to sit down and I'm just going to write it because why the heck not, you know. And then um, I guess just from there, I, that's what kind of got me on the writing path was just sitting down and really taking it seriously and writing. And once I started writing the book, I actually really enjoyed it. And I think once you find what you love, like they say, it's not work, it's just like, it was so um, relaxing and therapeutic for me. Like, I don't find it stressful. And it was something that I was like, yes, I can see myself doing this. It was like finally some for me. <laughs> but. Yeah. Yeah. And, it's, and I think, too, it's, it's also that feeling of, wow, I did that. You know? I mean, I yeah. sat down and I finished this. And that's huge. Because there's a lot of people out there who have written a story, you know, have written a chapter or two or, or something. And it's sitting on their computer under their bed, you know, printed and 
never to see the light of day. Um, but the follow through is huge. I mean, it's yeah, it's I, a truly yeah, it's a truly I big think deal. You just have to have that mindset of sitting down and actually. I think for me, it was. I mean, life gets busy as always. There's always you know, if you have kids and uh, work, like there's a lot. Of factors that play into it so for me it was just Mm -hmm. like setting aside a dedicated time for writing or like um even I would I know people like to do like a maximum words they want to do that day but I always do a minimum word and that has helped me because I'm like even no matter how busy I am today I know I could get at least 100 words in and usually when I do that I sit down and make myself write 100 words and then the rest just start going, and I end up make, writing a thousand words that day. You know, so it's just setting a minimal goal. I think has helped me stay consistent with writing. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and it, I think that's important to say because um, a lot of people are like, well, what if you don't use those one hundred words? It's like, well, that's not the point. I mean, the point is that you committed to sit down and do something every day to get to that goal. Um, so yeah, you may throw all those hundred words in the trash tomorrow, but today you sat down and, <laughs> and got them out of your brain. So yeah, that's, um, that's a huge big deal. And so how many days in a row have you been able to do the hundred words? I think you should get a break for the time that you were moving. I mean, like, just like take that <laughs> chunk out, but I mean that we'll yeah. just pretend that didn't happen. Um, but have you been able to stick with a hundred words? Um, yeah, I think. I just, in November, I kind of started writing my second book again and doing that 100 words again. Um, it was kind of busy, like I said, with the move and stuff and being quarantined and living at a hotel for a month. <laughs> it was kind of, mm-hmm. it was kind of hard. <laughs> but now yeah. that I've kind of gotten settled, I, I still find it kind of hard, though, because of my debut book coming out. I feel like I've been sure. really focused on marketing and trying to, like, trying to balance between the two. I never thought I would be this kind of busy. <laughs> um, it's kind of yeah. still like a shock to me that my book is coming out and I'm like less than a week, um, December 21st. Like, yeah. So I'm just like trying to get everything I need done with that. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't want to put my second book in the back burner because I do want to get this out at least six months after my first release. So I have big ambitions and I think, if you have big ambitions, you better have big plans. <laughs> right. And follow through because, again, you know, you've yeah. got it. We can all want it. Um, what was it? Delilah Devlin does this thing every year. She has, like, 50 books in a year. She does this. Oh, my God. Um, I know. And, it's, and she writes really fast. Uh, but she yeah. has this thing where it talks about uh, doing – you can always have these great big plans. Like I want to be whatever you'll fill in the blank, but you have to have the plan to get there. So it's kind of like, well, I'm going to eat a whole elephant. Well, how are you going to eat the whole elephant? Well, I'm going to eat it one bite at a time. So you have to like take it down to these very small chunks and then just keep adding to your accomplishments. Um, So yeah, it is a process for sure. But I mean, I, I think there's something sometimes that I think there's something inherently wrong with, people who are writers because um, I find myself obviously doing it because it's like, yeah, I'd just rather sit in this world for a while. I don't really want to <laughs> deal with that. Outside. Yeah, that's, I don't. That's, that's, I really don't. I think <laughs> that's definitely how I felt. Like um, as a child, um, because I didn't grow up in a very stable home and it, I was 
abused as a child. So for me, I would lock myself in my room and I would escape by reading or writing. And that was kind of just like my own, like, you know, as a child, you're supposed to have a safe place. And my right. safe place were books. So for me, it's still very much now that I'm in a healthy home now, but for me, I still find books and writing to be my safe place. And I really do. I don't like I can, I don't feel like it's work to me. Like it feels like it's more of an escape for me. And I do enjoy that. <laughs> right. Right. So tell me about your series. Tell me about this first book and then tell me about the series. Right. So the Cursed Rose, um, it's the dark romance. I finally figured out what it was. I think it's really hard as a new author <laughs> to figure out what your book is. I feel like. Right. What genre is it? It can fit in every genre right now. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> but finally, I was like, all right, I'm settling. It's a dark romance. So that's what it is. <laughs> but um, on this first book, like I said, it came to me in a dream. Um, and there's a particular scene. It was like this one. I don't know if you read about Stephanie Meyer in Twilight, how like she had like that one scene of Edward and Belle in the field. And that's kind of what created her book. Mm-hmm. And like something like that came to me where there's a scene that happens. And that's kind of like how, what created my book, but that scene doesn't happen until the third book. And I don't want any spoilers. So I'm not okay. What that is yet. But, but my first book um, is about this girl, Savannah Rose. Um, she kind of is, she's abandoned by her father and she is brought to this brothel, um, but she's a servant girl for them. So she helps, like, the harlots and gets them dressed up, clean. Like, she's kind of just, like, the servant girl in this brothel. Mm-hmm. And she really doesn't mind it, though. Like, she's kind of, like, content with her life. She's like, this is, like, who – this is what I'm going to do forever. You know, she doesn't think anything grand of herself. She doesn't think any um, – of her mom left her when she was young, her dad abandoned her. And so this is the people who have taken her in. And so she's kind of appreciative of that. Um, But um, it's kind of like a dark Cinderella story where, you know, some of the harlots are actually mean to her, like the stepsisters. Um, She's the servant girl there. And then this guy comes in and he's just, he is the most powerful man in all of the like town. Um, It takes place in Charleston, South Carolina in 1780. Sorry, okay. I started with that. <laughs> but um, he comes in and he kind of just sweeps her off her feet. And she doesn't like, she's kind of surprised by it just because there's no way that this guy could like me. Um, sure. And um, she ends up falling in love with him, but she finds out that he has a wife. So <laughs> there's Ugh. problems there. Yeah, I know. It's always the worst when you find out the good ones are taken. But <laughs> right. <laughs> but she, um, but he explains the situation and tells her it's just like an arranged marriage, almost like he's just doing it to protect that girl's family and to help them. And so she becomes okay with it, and um, she kind of goes with him. And she finds out that he's kind of practicing in some dark sacrifices with. Um, he had previous other mistresses that he um, sacrificed. And so she has to make a decision um, whether to go through with it and she wants to prove her love or to leave him and just be like, no, you know, no, thank you. <laughs> but she has wow. to go through with it. Yeah. And it's just, it's about 
her battling her, um, for me, it has a lot of like parallels with um, mental disability, or not mental disability, sorry, mental health. Um, yeah. Her, she fights her darkness. It's a, her vamp, um, she turns into a vampire, which is what the sacrifice did. Um, so okay. she has this darkness in her though now, and she kind of tries to like go between the darkness and like her humanity. And she just doesn't know how to escape it, but at the same time, she enjoys it. And I feel like it's a lot mm-hmm. to do with, like, for me, that's, like, representation of mental health. Like, sometimes it's your enemy. Sometimes it's your friend. And just because it's your friend is not because it's, like, healthy for you. You just, you kind of get lost in it. And so um, it's just really her battling between those two and then, there's a bunch of twists that happen towards the end where she just gets, she has to make decisions and like, really it's about her choosing between this darkness and choosing between the people she loves. And it's kind of hard for her because she's just so blinded and there's a really, there's a lot that goes into the story, but yeah, just, yeah, just, I would guess so. Yeah. Just a little basic um, synopsis. I, I just think it's, for me, the first book is just introducing you to her and her situation. Right. Um, the series, though, plays out and kind of goes over how she, um, what's really fun about it is, so it, I don't know if you read Anne Rice's interview with a vampire. I love that book. I, I have not read it, but I, yeah, I've, I've read about it. Yes. <laughs> yes. I fell in love with vampires because of her. Uh, so she's at fault. <laughs> Just kidding. But um, <laughs> but um, it kind of the book starts out with, like, her being interviewed and telling about her past. And so throughout the series, you kind of grow up with her, I guess, in a sense, of, like, her vampirism. So my second book is kind of, like, Western times, but also okay. present time of what dealing with and then the third book um again it's just all going back and you kind of see through her eyes of all the things that she's been troubled with and also at the same time the present time she's dealing with you know curses and this um dark lord who's trying to like who is the reason for her vampirism and so she's trying to conquer that and you know it's very much um it's a long battle (laughs) it's a long battle to use a series with a lot of (laughs) Yeah, that's a lot of twists and turns. I feel like I'm not trying to, I'm trying to describe it as much as I can without giving away too much. <laughs> right, right. And so does this, um, so is it a familiar thread? I mean, a familial thread that's pulled through the three series or is it uh, yes. the same characters? Okay, okay. All right. Um, yeah, so we've yeah, got but, no. descendants, possibly. Oh, no, sorry. Not familiar. Sorry. It is um, the same character. So Savannah Rose is throughout the whole book, um, and there's other characters that are, are stay the same throughout the whole book. But I can't really give that away either, who those characters are, because there sure. isn't twisted ending, like I said. Um, oh, but, yes, okay. you, you fall in love with these characters, and um, they do stay with you throughout the book, but they're fighting, like, my third book comes in werewolves. The second book, there is a vampire antagonist that they have to defend off um, that's trying to kill Savannah because she's like this ultimate vampire almost. Like she's kind of like a super vampire because she has the Dark Lord's blood 
in her. Okay. Um, he needs her to escape his prison. So he's kind of like trapped in like an underworld and he needs her to escape it, which is why she's kind of like this ultimate vampire. So she's kind of has like the creator of vampires blood in her. And so she's kind of like a target for a lot of people and she does sure. it, you know, and at the same time, which is why her darkness is so deepened because she has his, um, it's kind of like a Harry Potter concept, I guess. Um, Okay. Not quite, but, like, you know how he has, like, the scar on him and Lord Baltimore is, like, kind of within him because of that. Right. Kind of like the same, kind of like the same concept with her. Um, just obviously different, but <laughs> the idea is the same. Um, yeah. But she, yeah, so she's battling all this stuff, and each book has a different antagonist, has a different um, kind of trial she has to go through. And along with her friends and their character developments and stuff like that. So it's yeah. all getting towards her facing um, the Dark Lord in the end. And she, it's like her true test of her character development and her kind of like her um, emptiness of like her wicked father, like leaving her. Like she really is burdened by that. And the Dark Lord kind of treats her like a daughter and takes her in. And so she's kind of like, I, you know, I have two wicked fathers, but I don't want to be wicked, you know? <laughs> like, right, so she, right. I don't want to be a product <laughs> of what yeah. they've created. I want to be my own thing. Yeah. I want to be my yeah. own person. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's kind of, wow. I think that's a reflective of like me and my situation where my dad was super abusive for me. And, you know, I think as a child that's abused and, um, you always you always get scared. You're like, there's something wrong with them. There must be something wrong with me, you know. And oh, so sure. I, think, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So I think a lot of my book, I said, has really personal connections to me and my thoughts and my feelings. But I hope it, at the same time that other people can relate to it, even though it's fantasy, even though obviously everything's fiction, the feelings are real, the um idea of these battles that people have are real Um, and I just I think that's my whole thing about this book series is hoping that other people realize that they're not alone that these feelings are you know they are real and that they can somehow connect to it as well right when you're plotting this out, did you, I mean, did you sit down and do a timeline, like you're writing it all out so you know where you're trying to, you know, book one, book two, book three, or however many, let's say there's a trilogy. And so you've got this great um, timeline that you know where things are going to land for your your people. Yes, I am a very, very big um, plotter. <laughs> I okay. plotted out my whole series <laughs> When okay. I was writing my first book, <laughs> just because okay. I wanted to make sure I had all foreshadowings in the first book and that mm-hmm. it wasn't going to be something that was just caught off guard. So right. everything I've written has, you know, there's a foreshadowing for later or there's a clue for later. And um, also just knowing where my characters need to go to help me with their character development and writing. Um, so I know when they need to be tried, when they need to, you know, kind of like where their development will will take place. So plotting for me really helps 
with character development and just helping me stay on the track of where my series needs to go. And like I said, there is so much story to it and so many um, dynamics to it that I kind of have to have it all out already. I can't just like go with the flow. (laughs) Like there's just, there's a lot of um, topics that are touched. There's a lot of characters that are, I want to say a lot, like an overwhelming amount of characters. Um, of course, the first book is mainly about Savannah and her story. But as you go sure. through the series, there is other characters that come to play that affect the storyline, you know. So just making right. sure everyone progresses the storyline. And I think that's what's important. Like, I could want to talk about this certain character, but unless it, like, helps with the storyline, it doesn't really matter. So trying to keep on that track is, like, why I like to plot out. Yeah, just like you don't want to go down that rabbit hole of then you're like, oh, now there's 3,000 words I can't use because you've got to cut and paste, put it over here. Um, It's irrelevant. Right, yeah, and there's been times like that. It's like there's days like I know I'm going to use every single word I'm putting down, and then there's other days it's like I can't use any of this because but part of this, but part of it, too, I think, is that it helps you as the writer just flush out who this character is so you can tighten it up, like you're talking about with plotting. Um, yeah. Do you, I mean, like physically, when you're plotting this out, do you have note cards? Do you have like a, a, a notebook? Do you have a program? I, have, I mean, how do you use it? How do you do it? I actually only have, I have three notebooks that I use. So, like, okay. I have a notebook that's kind of like my character Bible. Uh, where I have all my characters and every description that I write in there, even if it's not in the book, I can, you know, I know everything about my characters. So okay. if I ever need to reference something, I have this, like, I never get confused, you know, like I don't, you know, this person, this is what happened to this person's parents or this is how these people are connected. And it's just easier for me to look back on that and be like, okay, yeah, that's right. This person, this dad, had this experience you know so sure. I have a character bible that I like to keep I kind of learned that from like script writing though is yeah. keeping a character yeah. bible and I I thought it was brilliant and I thought it was like the best you know for me I like as, as detailed as I can plan is what I will do so I have that yeah. and then I have my book um series outlined um completely in another notebook the whole series um and then I also keep adding, like, things that pop into my head, like, character names that I want to, like, eventually put in there or, like, situations or, like, even, like, a scene. Like, I have I have a notebook for a bunch of random things. <laughs> so those are my three notebooks. So, like, my random thing notebooks is, like, when I, you know, wake up and I'm, like, oh, I really love this in the fourth book. And I'll just write down, like, a, it could be a paragraph, you know. And even though I'm not writing the fourth book, I'm not even there yet, it's just something that, I just like I have to include this in, so I have a notebook for that too. <laughs> so wow, yes. Do you have? I mean, notebook. have you made your own? Have you made your own form? Do you have a format that you use? I'm asking because I'm I'm honestly trying to figure out a great way to story bible because I need to go back and you know I'm I'm more much more of a pantser to a certain point in the story, and then I have to say okay, I've got all these scenes, and now I got to make sure you know they're all linked. Um, whereas for a story bible do you have a form you used or did you find one or i mean how are you doing that for story bibling um yeah for a story i just 
honestly, I just go by, I don't have a format I use. I kind of just write book one and then I mm-hmm. write down the sequence orders of what, how the most important things that are going to happen within that book. And so okay. that's kind of just what I do. I don't really have like a specific plan or like a specific formatting. It's just like I write book one and then I have the sequences of what's supposed to happen when it's supposed to happen. And it doesn't okay. have to be like, um, I don't plan out the entire, I don't have the entire book planned out. I just have the very important um, storyline keys or key moments that I want to do within that. But when sure. I like right now I'm writing my book two and I'm now I'm really outlining book three where I'm going in and now I'm doing it by chapter. Now what's going to happen in each chapter. So right. when I, I just have like kind of a summary of like what the next, books are going to be but until I get to them I don't really go into death detail until I'm like okay that's going to be my next book I'm writing um, the second book and I want to make sure again I don't leave out anything or foreshadow or clues or anything like that so right I I get more detailed the closer I get to it (laughs) okay yeah and, and I think we do because it's like oh man I need to put that little string in so I can pull it through and then I need to go back and put that here. Um, yeah, I, I think it's just like that fine tuning, like you're decorating a, you know, your house or putting an outfit together or, you know, cleaning up your yeah. yard or whatever. I mean, it's it's those little details that it's like, oh, that's right, um, that make it all flow. And so, do you feel like now that you're in book two, do you feel like the writing flows easier because you've got it plotted, you know where you're going to go? And is it easier to get those words down, or is it just a some days a hit and miss, just like any, like new, like even a, I mean it's a new project, but it's you've got the the bones of it. So I mean, how um, is this different? It's different because with my first book, when I first started writing, I had no idea how to write. Let's say sure. So I didn't know how to like really build a character relationship with the reader. And so, like, until I started going to um, the chapter meetings, um, I kind of learned how to write from there. And it's really funny because, like, I feel like the end of my book was really good, but I had to go back and really, like, I feel like restructure the beginning of my book because, again, I felt like I didn't know what I was doing and I was just writing. Um, But now that I kind of have that foundation and I understand – I mean, I'm always trying to better my craft. I mean, I feel like writing, you could always better yourself no matter how professional or how far you've gotten. Um, So with my second book, I feel a little more prepared, I guess. So I do find it a little easier to write or like sometimes I'll be writing something. I'm like, no, you don't need that. So I'll take it off already. You know, so it's just like there's certain things where like I catch myself doing the mistakes I did in my first book and then I'll Mm -hmm. fix it. I feel like that has been easier. Um, mm-hmm. And also, just having it outlined um, and having that foundation, it does make it easier because, like I said, I get really detailed with my chapters when it's the time comes. So I know where I need to go and I know what key things have to happen. I think my biggest struggle, though, is um, conversation. I don't know why. Dialogue seems to be like my time. <laughs> I can oh, sit yeah. there and do actions and do like what people are doing and all this stuff and feeling and their thoughts and stuff. But when it comes to like dialogue, 
I get so caught up in the, should I put she said or she yelled or she, you know, and it's like, right. <laughs> that is, that is like yeah. my most frustrating thing. And it, everyone's different with that. That's what's frustrating too. It's just like some people don't even use that. Some people just say said, 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 and they don't even bother to change it. And it's just like, mm-hmm. so it gets very frustrating and trying to figure that out. Like I, when I was reading Stephen King, I realized he says said a lot throughout his book Mm -hmm. he doesn't really change that and so I was like so that's okay to do like (laughs) yeah I think I get caught up with that still like even though I know it's like just write your first draft just don't worry about it but like I still do worry about it because it's like I want it to sound right as I'm writing as well (laughs) right we all want to write that very first perfect draft you know because then people go my gosh this must be the best thing in the world um and we we know realistically that's just impossible, um, but we still really, yeah. really want it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is true. <laughs> I love when you're my editor to say, oh, my God, this is the best thing ever. I didn't have to do anything. Thank you so much. And it's never that ever. <laughs> so My editor, when I first gave him my book, because I already gone to another editor, he asked me, he was like, hey, did you have, you know, like, did you have this edited before? Like, it's really good. I don't see any, like, structural, like, problems or plot holes, just a lot of grammar um, or just, like, grammar stuff. And I was just mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, I did, you know. He's like, okay, it's really good. So I was like, oh, great. My first job is amazing, you know. Like, I like the way he was talking to me. And I get my paper back, and I was like, there is, like, red all over this paper. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh, Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, they want you to stay. So, you know, they're yeah. going to they're gonna keep, keep you, you know. It's okay. You're good. Um, it's all fixable. Yeah. That's, that's the one thing. I think that a lot of people, and, and I know not everybody's wired for publishing, publishers, but um, yeah. I always felt like I, after the first couple of books, I was, I was ready. It's like, okay, let's do it. Let's do it. And let's get, get it done so we can get to the next thing. And, yeah, there were times I'd be like, really? Um, but then there would be other times it was like, oh, wow, I didn't even see that. So, um, yeah, yeah, you really do want that extra set of eyes on there. And you, I mean, yeah, part of it's ego. We all know this. Um, yeah, I yeah. Think, I think even to this day, my book's already been edited. It's already, you know, gets getting published, and I'm still afraid to like go through my book. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm gonna give a mistake and just freak out. <laughs> like, it's I kinda, know, like, a little work stuff. So. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, it's kind of like this like anxiety build. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's um, I remember. Went to something for Brenda Jackson years ago. It was Brenda Jackson and, and uh, Beverly Jenkins panel, and they talked about um, you know writing good stuff and having a story bibling and everything else. And Brenda Jackson talked about how, and I hope it, in this particular meeting, they talked about how one of them had she had read it, her editors read it. The copy editor read it. It got all the way through, and then a reader caught something that everyone else had missed. Oh, oh no! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it was just something that was—it wasn't terribly major. I mean, it didn't change the story, but it was just yeah. one of those things like someone was said as a cousin versus a brother. I mean, it was just something like that, and and they had built these dynasties 
you know, each of them in their series. And um, the reader was like, um, that's his brother or something. It was something like that. And, and <laughs> everybody, he just, it just not, it just not registered. Um, so yeah, it happens. It definitely happens. That's but, why I keep you know. the character Bible. <laughs> right, right. And so that's why I'm really, really trying for this next year. I'm like, I need to go back because I've got a couple series and I'm like, I need to go back and list everything because I, the amount of time you spend going back and looking for it is a lot. And if you can just like say, oh, there it is. Um, and that's just so much yeah. easier. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, found my, I think so, that's why yeah. I created that. Bible is because I kept going back in my book looking for certain things. I was like, you know what? I just need to have separate things so I don't have to just scan through my chapters and figure out yeah. what I need to say. Well, and I know I've had I've I've heard people say, well, of course authors know everything about their characters. They remember, mm-hmm. and it's like you don't. And it and I, I liken it to um, a, a woman I worked with years ago. She was this amazing, amazing nurse. And she had two daughters that were about a year apart or so. And she said, you know, when, I was, when they were little and I'd take pictures, um, I was just sure I would know exactly what kid was in this picture. And now I'm looking at them like, I don't know which kid this is. So it happens a lot. Um, so for imaginary I mean, characters. I mean, I my wedding anniversary yeah. this year. So <laughs> me well, and my husband both woke up and we're like, oh, it's her anniversary today. <laughs> Ta-da. Reminded us. <laughs> well, you know what? It's good that you're having one considering all the crazy stressors that you've had this year. So take yeah. that day as a blessing <laughs> that it happened. <laughs> so, because there's, there are a lot of people really having a hard time right now. So, yeah. I Happy anniversary. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so your book comes yeah. out. So yeah. Your book comes out next week, correct? Yes, the 21st. 21st. And then when is the second book due to come out? Um, I'm hoping I can get it finished in the next month or two and have it um, within six months of my first book release. So probably um, around summertime, um, around May, hopefully. So that's what I'm shooting for. I mean, like, really, it all depends on how fast I can crank this out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's like, you know, author you're like oh wait I actually had to write like your first book you know you take two years three years to write it your next book you're like oh wait (laughs) I gotta write (laughs) yeah because now people know you're there and they're like okay well where is it I don't know it's in my brain especially if your book hangs on a or ends on a cliffhanger it's like yes people don't want to wait long to read the next one You know, and it's funny because I very much remember having to wait a full year for sure for books to come to the bookstore and being there, like, you, you know, you'd get the letters because, you know, internet, what's that? Um, you'd get yeah. like, the little newsletters or you would keep checking at the bookstore and then you were all, I remember being so excited when I'd say, do you know when the next, it was always like Judith McNaught, right? Or Jude Devereaux book comes out and they would look in their little computer and like, I don't have anything. And it was always cool when they'd say, oh, there's a release coming, you know, April. And you're like, oh my gosh, you know? So yeah. <laughs> so now it's like, where is it? Like, <laughs> Come on. I yeah, I've got to crank it out. I was having a talk <laughs> with my publisher, and they were saying book series that do really well have, um, they release books every three to six months. And I was like, yeah. that's crazy to me. <laughs> like, 
That is a lot. That is a lot. (laughs) But so thank you so much for being here today, Winter. I so appreciate you. I know that you're just a crazy busy world right now, but thank you for being here. And thank you for letting me come on and talk about my book. I hope I explained it good. I'm like, I'm trying to explain it without giving away so much detail. (laughs) I know. So everyone, you have to go. Yes, you have to go get it. It comes out December 1st. 21st, The Cursed Rose is out, will be out, and you need to pick it up and get it on your e-readers and order um, print copies and get all that stuff going. And then summer, we'll have the next book out, hopefully this summer. I'm sorry, um, winter, winter will have the book out this summer. Um, it's okay. <laughs> yes, she's like, wait, that's not my name. Um, and I so appreciate you being here. So please come back when your next book is out. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. <laughs> Absolutely. And if you're looking for Winter, she is on Twitter and Instagram. I've got links to the write-up of the show as well as the link for her book. So everybody keep on reading, stay safe, and happy holidays, everyone. This show brought to you by Circle of Seven Productions, www.cosproductions.com. Please be sure to subscribe and welcome to our circle. <laughs>